Welcome to Citizen Science, stories of science we can do together, brought to you by SciStarter. There are lots of ways to find food near you, or entertainment near you, or even tattoo parlors near you. But how do you discover science near you? In this episode, we learn about a new hub for science opportunities called Science Near Me. Hey, Citizen Science fans. So you're sitting around and being a true science nerd, you're wondering what sciencey thing you can do in your area. Or you have a science-loving friend in town visiting. Or you have kids that you're trying to interest in something more enriching than Fortnite. Now you have a new tool at your disposal called Science Near Me. Just let it know where you are and what you're interested in, and it'll connect you to whatever's within a short walk or drive or online via your mobile phone or computer. Darlene Cavalier, who's also founder of SciStarter, is co-principal investigator on this National Science Foundation-funded project. Hey, Darlene. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. All right, so science near me. Um, I could either be exciting or frightening, depending on how you feel about science, I guess. But uh, what is it? Is it like an app? Is it like Google Maps for science or something? It's basically another web hub, much like we have SciStarter that aggregates citizen science projects from all over the place and makes it easy for people to find them and join them. Think of science near me as SciStarter kind of on steroids. It's not just citizen science, but it includes all of SciStarter's records and other forms of public engagement in science, which is kind of jargon, but other ways that people can help get involved in science or um, help shape the future of science. And sometimes it's just fun. Uh, engagement might include attending a festival, a science festival. So something that you actually go and do um, as opposed to the primary goal of it being for you just to learn. There's some kind of interaction involved. So Science Near Me basically aggregates from many different sources these opportunities to engage in all forms of science and also like SciStarter provides a lot of rich data, anonymized data for researchers who study the field to try to understand who isn't having enough opportunities to get involved. Um, the pathway of engagement, where are people moving to and from? You know, we already see some interesting data, a lot like we do with SciStarter, but again, SciStarter is very limited to citizen science. so. This actually helps us at SciStarter also understand kind of follow on activities that people might do after citizen science, because we know that's not all our citizen scientists. Okay, and the information, you know, the, the projects are coming from SciStarter and who else is involved with that? Um, the Association of Science and Technology Centers kind of representing and nurturing a whole suite of museums that are involved and they offer programs. The Science Festival Alliance, which supports a number of science festivals around the country. Um, the Nation of Makers and the Make Movement, um, SciStarter with a citizen science component, um, mm -hmm. uh, National Girls Collaborative, Collaborative Project, um, which also does more of out-of-school time activities, uh -huh. um, Astronomy on Tap, a um, bunch of different live events. Um, and then just something interesting that started emerging is we started to see how states are starting to offer, they call them ecosystem ecosystems. States mm -hmm. are starting to offer ways for people in their state to both find opportunities to do, but also the state, especially if it's state funding that's supporting some of these programs or a lot of these programs, they're starting to use Science Near Me as a way to start to look in their own state at kind of opportunity gaps. 
um, where, where are people looking for things and not finding them? That helps them understand where to better target their investments to support that type of work too. Mm -hmm. So how does it work? So let's say I'm searching for science near me in a general way. Mm -hmm. um, is it like Google Maps where I'll see a map and there'll be all little points there or will it be like a list? And, and what sorts of things will I find on it? Yeah, great question. Um, a lot of this depends on your browser settings, but if you've allowed your browser to share your location, uh -huh. um, you will find things you can do near you right away. Mm -hmm. So that those things are prioritized first. And remember, this is innovations and development, so it's not every single thing happening all around the country. It's not to replicate right. Google. Yeah, yeah. And so you might find local to you point-based events, so things that you go to, an event that has a start and end time, um, it has a specific location that you're going to. You might find opportunities that are, um, we call them on demand. And so they are available to you to download and watch anytime. So these might be some of the types of webinars and Zoom events that are, that are there that are really meant to also just inform you of things that are happening that lead to some form of engagement. You might find um, things that are global. Mm -hmm. And those are a lot of the citizen science projects. You know, so we are reminding people who go to science near me, you will always find something unless you intentionally filtered out everything except in-person events that take place near you. Well, that's what I wonder because yeah, I was going to ask that because I think that the number of things that are available to me dwarf the things that are really near me. Um, yes. There's so many online things that if I just say what's near me, it's almost like, well, what is there in the world? But if yeah. I really want to do something with my kids or something like that, yeah. can I turn off all that stuff and yes. just see things that are near me geographically? Yes. Okay. yes, and what we remind people is because of these um, partnerships with the Association of Science and Technology Centers and Science Festival Alliance, mm -hmm. you'll actually see more and more things being populated because more and more museums are coming on board and their partners are coming on board. But as I mentioned, um, let's see, Alabama, Maine, Wisconsin, soon to be Southern California and a big chunk of um, Florida, Miami and okay. um, Dade and Broward. Uh -huh. You will start to see how they are forming mini ecosystems and all of their opportunities are being shared with science near me. Cool. Well, great. Um, anything else about, you know, where you see this in five years and, um, uh, you know, yes. when it's no longer in development, when it's developed? What I would like to see is that these opportunities, much the way that these individual websites are starting to embed, you know, versions of science near me for their own communities, I would uh -huh. really like to see these opportunities just embedded as a way of life. You know, if you're reading something on Discover Magazine about, um, who knows, you know, I'm looking out the window here, Dragonfly Swarms, that, you know, you start to see somewhere on that page, like, you know, we probably know where you are. We know you're reading about Dragonfly Swarms. Why not show all the opportunities that exist near you to, to engage in opportunities to learn more about Dragonfly Swarms? Maybe you're observing them and sharing your observations. Maybe you're going to a science policy conversation near you that's talking about, you know, climate change and its effect on everything, including dragonfly swarms. So um, for people to see these opportunities really embedded in what they're doing, not a science oriented website, um, even though I mentioned Discover. Yeah, yeah. Why not People Magazine? Why not Reader's Digest? Why not, you know, other ways? And the more that we can 
do that. I think it's just very empowering. We know that the learning takes place even if somebody doesn't engage in the project, believe it or not. Just that sense of identity, of understanding, like, wait a minute, these are for me. They're asking for my help. At some point, if I want, it's nice to know that they need my help in that. It kind of changes that relationship ever so slightly with persons, um, mm-hmm. um, I guess, what they think about when they see the word they don't even have to see the word science, but when they see these opportunities, I know for me personally, it did shift that when I realized that, wait, the policymakers that we elect to, you know, to vote on very important things might actually not know any more than I do about the particular topic because yeah. maybe they went to school for law, not for science. I didn't go to school for science either. So that was somewhat empowering of like, I, and there's opportunities available for me to be part of discussions that shape that policy. Well, that makes sense. You're paying for a lot of that in your in your tax dollars to ba- fund basic research. These policies mm-hmm. usually affect you. That is actually a form of public engagement in science that you'll find on Science Near Me. Participatory technology assessments, participatory policymaking. Wow. Um, anyway, that that's, I think, pretty empowering. And I think the more that we expose people to these opportunities to engage, I think they will. But I also think and hope that it changes dynamics and the relationship about how people see themselves in the world of science and feel a little bit more emboldened um, to start to, as ASU, Arizona State University likes to say to, um, kind of shape the future they want. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much, Darlene. Thank you, you, Bob. Darlene alluded to some of the state-based Science Near Me partners, and we've got Lawrence Cooper, Program Manager for the Alabama STEM Council, here with us. Hey, Lawrence. Thanks for joining us. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah, so before we get into Science Near Me, could you tell me about the Alabama STEM Council and what it is and what you do? Yeah, so the Alabama STEM Council is still a pretty uh, young agency. Uh, We're actually uh, part of our state's Department of Commerce. Uh, So here in Alabama, a few years ago, our uh, governor put together a roadmap for STEM success for the state of Alabama. So from that became the development of the Alabama STEM Council. And the council itself is about 40 individuals across the state who are involved in STEM learning, uh, STEM education pipeline, uh, STEM industry and workforce development. So the STEM council itself is really informing uh, state government and statewide stakeholders about uh, issues in STEM education and STEM workforce preparation across the state and implementing programs to help address those needs. Okay. And one of those programs, I guess, is the uh, Science Near Me, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so so uh, I, I talked with Darlene a little bit about it, but uh, can you tell me how it sort of works on the state level? Oh, absolutely. So on our, on our side, uh, of course, there's Science Near Me, which is the national program. Uh, and what happened with uh, the STEM Council and with SciStarter, we set up an exchange. In our end, we call it STEM Near Me. So for our Alabama piece, it's called STEM Near Me, but it is linked to Science Near Me, the larger, uh, the larger program. So what that allows us to do is to identify STEM learning opportunities across the state and have those uh, posted through um, the directory on our website. So if someone here in Alabama, they can type in, I'm in Huntsville, Alabama, and I like dinosaurs. And it'll pull up the closest programs to them that are around that STEM topic that they're most interested in. So it allows us to kind of focus on the state and the directory pulls in priority to where the Alabama-based programs kind of come up first and then other Virtual programs, national programs kind of come in afterwards. So we were really looking for a way 
to put uh, STEM opportunities across our state into one place, is that things are happening in different regions and different counties and different cities, but this really helped us to develop a resource that the entire state can use when they're looking to either promote STEM learning programs or they're looking for ones to participate in themselves. Oh, okay. And now how do you coordinate that? Is that um, the STEM council that sort of decides what's on there and all that, or is there some other group that, that works on that? Yeah, so it's, it's the STEM council with our, um, of course, our full council and that executive committee kind of guiding the way. And then we have our STEM uh, operations team that kind of handles the day-to-day -day functions of that. And right now, we just want as many programs uh, participating as possible. That, you know, a directory is only as, as good as what's in it. So we're kind of in that phase of still building up uh, users of the directory, still identifying where those opportunities are and building up that directory. So when the general public goes in and searches, they're finding the most up-to-date and most relevant information uh, for their area. And how is that progressing? Is that sort of populated out now or is there still, yeah. I guess it's still in development, right? Yeah, definitely still in development as we identify who those different programs and providers are. Um, but we actually set some goals around having STEM near me operational and with uh, really with side starter support, especially on that back end and that data, we're kind of uh, exceeding even the goals that we set that we thought were lofty. Uh, we had planned to have uh, 50 different organizations using that by the end of fiscal year 23. So by September, we have 53. Uh, we ex wanted to have, uh, we're like six times the uh, traffic on the directory that we expected to have at this time. So it wow. is it's going really well to be, uh, like I said, still in development, still getting the word out about it. It is really picking up, um, picking up some traction. Huh. So you said you're having six times the pot, the um, traffic that you this year. Wow. Mm -hmm. how, how, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, I think it's a lot of uh, word of mouth and also um, what those opportunities are. Like uh, one of our large statewide STEM fairs that's run through a university, they use STEM near me. So all those people who are looking for, who are Googling Alabama State Science Fair, right. that director is one of those things that comes up first. So I think it's really that word of mouth and ju just that uh, intersection of what, how the program partners are presenting their programs and then how the directory is uh, a live website that people can visit anytime to get that information. Right, so someone who goes on Science Near Me and finds a big event like the Alabama State Science Fair and then checks that mm -hmm. out, they can then see other related opportunities that they may otherwise never have heard about, right? Exactly. It could be other opportunities that are in your area or based on the on the topic. Like um, I'm a I'm a marine biology fish person. So if okay. I search fish, um, the aquarium at my local science center here in Birmingham pops up. Uh, opportunities down on the Gulf Coast of Alabama will also also come up. So it really does help people see what's going on across the state. Even if they might not drive three or four hours, but they might have a cousin or a grandchild or a friend who's a teacher in that area who they can now connect those opportunities with. Okay. So what are your plans now to sort of, um, you know, roll it out further, populate it, get more people using it? Yeah, actually, and one thing we're uh, doing is um, trying to remove any barriers, especially for those small organizations who might not have a communications person right. or a separate marketing person. Um, we are. Uh, we actually brought on a project specialist to kind of help with that to where now we're having them fill out Google Forms and other things to where we can help them manage that that posting to where, uh, where it takes maybe some of the burden off of those small organizations to where we can help them um, 
kind of get online and get get up and running as part of the directory. Uh, we're also planning a uh, full press, uh, multifaceted communications campaign for all of our STEM Council initiatives. And Science Near Me is really near the top of what's going to be part of that campaign for the upcoming year. Uh, because it does serve our whole state and it's a, um, you know, it's a, a uh, construct that's already in place. We're not having to create anything new to kind of uh, campaign around. Uh, is really and it uh, and it also gives us great data. We can see where people are who are using it. Mm -hmm. We can see where those holes are for uh, usage of the directory, but also holes are for STEM opportunities. Uh, and kind of that'll be a hallmark of a larger campaign, uh, not only to um, get Alabamians familiar with the brand of the STEM Council and our programs, but also uh, what serves them directly. What they're uh, how are we helping them to kind of meet those. Uh, individual needs. Oh, that and that is great that you have somebody that's helping with the the smaller groups that may not have a communications department or yeah. even person, because often those are the ones that have the most impact on people. The ones that Absolutely. oh, this is a you know a stream monitoring opportunity, so you can test mm -hmm. see if there's pollution in a stream in your neighborhood or something. And those mm -hmm. are often you know community led there's just a couple of people doing it and and they may not even know that they can let people know about it through something like this absolutely well that's what we're trying to connect um those organizations with with uh, with their audience with people who are interested in what they're doing also um connecting teachers and students with what might be a field trip opportunity or a community science project that they can work on as a class or as a group and how to help them connect some of those dots between what they're learning about and studying and what those real life experiences they could be having along with what they're studying uh, in their curriculum. Yeah, and then, and then people will see what's happening in other communities around the state, right? And that might inspire them to create new opportunities like, um, wow, look at that cool bio blitz or stream monitoring program they're doing up in Tuscaloosa. We, we could do something like that here in Talladega. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. We are seeing as a way, way to even kind of create community around the directory. So it's not just I'm dropping information in uh, and I've had a couple of what we call our uh, science STEM near me communities where we just invited people who had already used the directory to say, hey, here are some updates, here's some new information, uh, help us recruit also organizations who might not be aware. So they're aware of directory and what the opportunities might be for them. Hmm. That is great. And, and, and Darlene, really, she specifically mentioned um, your group in Alabama as sort of an early adopter of this. Yeah. Are you hearing from or working with folks in other states to get them up and running? Actually, uh, I think it is coming up next month. There will be a, there are monthly uh, community meetings around people who are using Science Near Me uh, mm -hmm. and the folks with uh, Starter and the National Growth Collaborative is helping us to set up the uh, meetings for the exchanges that are, have that kind of that statewide scope that um, many of the exchanges um, are looking at serving a whole state. So really we'll have kind of our separate little community group around using this platform to serve an entire state versus a smaller area. Uh, and really so with that we can share communications, marketing ideas around that, and also um, identifying programs uh, in our state and in other states that, uh, that could benefit from, uh, from using the, this type of directory. Great. All right. Anything else uh, that you want to share uh, about the program? Yeah, and also one thing we're also with STEM Near Me, we're also linking it in with some of our other initiatives. 
so that it is part of the kind of the fabric of what the STEM Council is doing. We have our uh, we have a program called Chief Science Officers, which is a high school leadership program based on okay. STEM. So as those students develop their, a lot of them are doing community-based projects, that could be something that lives in our directory. So people can see what the teens in their area are doing around uh, STEM-related issues and solving some of their local problems. That is the best. I love the idea of getting high school students in on this because they're like the vanguard. They'll engage with younger kids. They'll get their parents and maybe their friends involved. Yeah, we're just seeing those different opportunities as this grows and all of our initiatives grow. We're just seeing it as a, a great opportunity for, um, for everybody to be involved. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It sounds uh, it's very exciting. Oh, you're welcome. I'd like to also just give greetings from our executive director, Lee Meadows. Okay. Uh, he was kind of the founding director of our STEM Council operating team. So this was one of his, um, one of his, the little seeds that he helped to, to grow and develop and to nurture. And I've had the opportunity in the past year to help, you know, kind of push that, push that forward on, on um, behalf of our entire council. Super. All right. Well, thanks so much. All right. You're very welcome. Okay, I know you hear this from us a lot, but we need your help. Search online for Science Near Me, open it up, create your own account, and try it out. There are opportunities to share your feedback and suggest science places and projects that you think should be included. This project is still in development, and you can help make it great. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm Bob Hershon. See you next time. This podcast is brought to you each month by SciStarter, where you will find thousands of citizen science projects, events, and tools. It's all at SciStarter.org. That's S-C-I-S-T-A-R-T-E-R dot org, O-R-G. If you have any ideas you want to share with us or any things you want to hear on this podcast, just get in touch with us at info at SciStarter.org. Once again, our email address is info at SciStarter.org. Thanks. <laughs>